Never been out in the 90s. Mark, sorry. What did you just say then? Did you say he's never been out in the 90s? In a test match, he's never oh, been out in the no. 90s. I know. Never been out of the 90s. Why did you have so to that's how many that times you out in the 90s? He's gone. He's gone. Unbelievable. <laughs> Never been that? out in the 90s. Well, we're up to episode 90 of the weekly wrap. I'm here with Shed and Cody. How are you, Shed? We'll start with you. Fantastic. I'll say it a thousand times during this podcast, I think. The pack is back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's been lighting up the internet at the moment, but yes, the Packers are back after dismantling the Cowboys, which we will dissect later on. Your Steelers play tomorrow, Cody. How are you feeling? No, nah, not very confident at all. I reckon we're going to get clapped. Anyways. To be fair, you were the same Shed going into this. You weren't no, confident. No, no, no. I'm going to give Shed the benefit of the doubt. He said the whole week that Packers are going to win. So I'm going to have to get that snippet up of last week's pod. We might have to play it Shed, in the Shed spinner. and I have got a few receipts we need to hand out, I think. That's right. We've got our doubters down here. Oh, yes, we do. The so. socials have been blowing up of late. Steelers uh, by 21 then. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather be called a jackass than be told I hate you <laughs> by a private DM. So I'm not even going to look uh, up the name because you don't deserve the airtime on the SC Weekly Rap. But we've, we've made it. We've, you know you've <laughs> made it. trolls. You know you've made it when you've been abused online by random. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is why. Uh, we love it, though. This is why I'm fans of people like Kane Corns and that because I don't know how they cop it. I put up a post and I go, oh, there's a DM here for the Sports Confidential. I wonder who this is going to be, you know. Love listening to the episode, boys. Keep it up. Nearly episode 100. Um, I hate you was the, <laughs> was the inbox that I got along with a few other things. So we're off to a flyer uh, in terms time. of that. But a lot happening in the sporting world at the moment. We will just have a quick run through of those things. Obviously, the NBA is heating up with the biggest trade in NBA history today with Marvin Bagley leaving the Pistons. That was enormous. Uh, the NFL playoffs, as we just discussed, we'll break that down further later. Test cricket and the Big Bash. Well, the Big Bash has finished the regular season. Uh, We will have another special segment and a special guest coming on later on, probably in the next segment, just depending on his time schedule. He's a busy man. And there is other sports like the Australian Open happening at the moment, which has just kicked off, boys. Is there anything I've missed there in terms of big sports at the moment? No, I think uh, a lot of our time is going to be taken up on the NFL segment. But around the world, yeah, there's plenty happening. It is a busy time of the year. We're sort of even parking the NBA bus for a little bit because it is that lull of the season. Yeah, plenty to talk about. Plenty to talk about, especially because I'm going to go. I'm going to start with a hot take. I was going to save it till later. I don't know how long I'm going to be on here for. But... I I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened again. It's happened again. But Kevin De Bruyne is the greatest Premier League player of all time, and that just really sums it up for me the other day. I don't even know how many titles he's got. I don't need to look it up. But the impact that he has had on the Manchester City team, I'd like to say Chelsea as well, but he's done his good work at Man City. It's just been extraordinary. He comes back, plays 23 minutes, sets up every ball possible for them. They win the game 3-2 over Newcastle. 3-2? I I think so, yep. In saying that. Uh, And, yeah, after a big layoff, he comes back and touches the thing that you go, oh, maybe he needs a bit of time to work his way back into it. Of course, he played, I believe it was an FA Cup game the other day, but he was extraordinary, boys. wonder if he's keeping receipts on uh, all the slander that's being talked against Manchester City by some people of this podcast, but uh, maybe on some other media platforms as well. Uh, but yeah, right, he did come back firing on all cylinders, didn't he? Everything he touches just turns into gold. He, just, uh, he doesn't need lots of minutes to impact the game, as you can tell by the other night. So He's just a freak. 
The only person I'd probably put in the same category as him is a couple of a handful of players. Here we I, go. I'd have Thierry Henry up there, of course, for what he's done. You'd have Lampard, Gerard. You'd have all those sort of players in there. But I think what De Bruyne has done with that team, he's been the one constant throughout that whole period of time for Manchester City. I'm I'm just interested. Is that a super hot take, or are you? Leaning towards that side of the fence, where do you sit with it, Sheb? We'll start with you. I'd say that you're probably probably correct on that, but I would say the next the next bus that's coming could be the Jude Bellingham bus that might take over all of those. I reckon uh, with the things that he's doing at Real Madrid at the moment, he's doing a bit. It is not the Premier League though, but yeah, he has been he's been enormous. They're looking at a Ballon d'Or for him. Chelsea, we're back. Four wins in a row at home. Won five of our last eight, so we're back. Fortress. Yeah. Don't want to go to the bridge. Speaking yeah, of people want, blowing up. You don't up. want to go to the bridge. Speaking <laughs> of people blowing up, I didn't have Cole Palmer in my team. Very stiff not to make it. There's a few that didn't make it. I didn't have Haaland in there as well. Got told about that one. Oh, boy. But, uh, yeah, Chelsea, they're really starting to, like I said at the start of the year, obviously so many different new players have come into that side and then you go, they need time to gel to figure it out. It feels like they're starting to figure it out now. Like yeah. Jackson was copying a lot of yeah. lip online. I think we're slowly... Um, yes, as you said, sort of starting to figure it out a bit. I think um, got some players come back from injury and, yeah, sort of starting to get that continuity with um, with each other, sort of figuring out what play styles are and stuff like that. But it's still going to be a little bit up and down, I reckon, this season. It's but, amazing yeah. what happens when you give a manager a bit of time. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that right? Without throwing him, hanging him off the Stanford <laughs> Bridge. The that's, a, that's a typical – we've spoke about this on the pod before, but it's a typical Premier League thing, isn't it? Oh, well, he's been good, no good for six games. Let's get the new bloke in. So, I, feel right. like, I feel like it's a typical big club Premier League thing to do. You notice the smaller clubs sort of hold on for a little bit longer. But mm. If you are like big top six, top seven club. You can afford you to keep yeah, rolling the dice. Yeah. I had to go through a new VPN just to find this, but for the, the championship for the Leeds, uh, they had a good win the other day. Patrick Bamford scored a cracker about two weeks ago, and then he scored again the other day. But Leeds boy sitting in fourth at the moment, quite comfortably there. She's getting a bit tight at the top. Uh, two automatic promotion spots. Ipswich probably on the skids a little bit. Leicester City, they're home and hose, I reckon. And Southampton are just being very annoying at the moment. So hopefully if they lose uh, their striker, Shea Adams, in the transfer window, that might help us out and go a long way. Now, we are going to be talking about the AFL later on. Do you want to give a bit of an insight for people? Just stay tuned just for later on, Cody, as to how we'll be approaching it coming up towards the AFL season. Yeah, so we figured it out um, between our group chat, our probably six brain cells that we have between the eight boys that are in there. Generous. <laughs> um, no, we're going to do um, some team reviews up to round one or round zero, whatever you want to call it. So we figured out if we do two a week up to round zero, that'll get us up to the 18 teams and... Yeah, we're going to go from there. And then I reckon we might do a sneaky, um, just an AFL potty just before round zero. I don't know, do you call it round zero or just round one? build the height. Yeah, just to build the height. But we're going to do, yeah, two teams a week. In ladder order. In ladder order. So we got um, – So we're going to have to wait for Scott Pendlebury to all the way to the end. West Coast and Sheds Boys North coming up a little bit later in the potty. So, um, yeah, keep your ears peeled for that and we'll – put our reviews on socials too so we can get slandered once more. It might be just me and you until the opening round then because the pies won't be until then, Shed. So I don't know what we're going to do for yeah. guests. I'm just coming on to just to explain what we're doing and then might have a hiatus for about <laughs> six weeks and then we'll come back. Be Hicksy, Thorny, Bronson. The Collingwood episode yeah. live from Spring Nats. <laughs> Here we are. Live from out front of Centrelink. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Bring your own Jack Daniels, please. <laughs> this is going to be a cracking episode. Uh, we love it. It's going to be great to hear. We'll go to our first break. Hopefully our special guest rocks up in time. It's been a while since he's been on, but we'll be back soon. 
Plenty of big results so far in the NFL. Can't wait to go for a bit of a trip down memory lane. Shed likes to keep his receipts. So let's get into a couple of these receipts. Yeah, okay. I, just, I just thought we'd uh, take a little back, listen back to last week. You did say that I didn't back the Packers and I would jumped off the bandwagon a little bit, but you're right. I've just uh, found this little clip just in the break. Back and we go to Dallas, who we are definitely, definitely, definitely going to whoop their booties. There we go. Uh, so, and you just we can back that truck up just a little bit there. And I did say that we were, uh, I think I said 40 plus. Yeah, I think just uh, after that. you say 40 plus. But, yeah. <laughs> the but art Jack, of producing is unbelievable. <laughs> the art of producing from you there, Chev, was unbelievable. But the boys did get it done. And to be honest, it was a bloodbath right up until there was a little sneaky chance, I guess you could say, for Dallas at the end. But let's be honest. That was, I left it to That was Tom Brady against the Falcons in the Super Bowl if that was to happen. Yeah. Well, when you um, need to take two-point conversions halfway through the third quarter and going for onside kicks, as you said before, yeah. three-quarter time, you know shit has hit the fan uh, for the Cowboys. But the Packers, they're just offensive-wise, they're just absolutely unstoppable. Like still giving up a few points on defense, but they were the number – Five-rated offense, yeah. I think, the Cowboys or something like no, that. Cowboys so. are first-rated offense and top five in defense. Well, there you go. So they're always going to score, but yeah. for us to put that amount of points on the board, 16-game win streak, I think it was, in AT&T Stadium. But the Packers have never lost there, and that trend continues. Yeah. Try this one for size. 60 throws from Dak in this game, 60 of them. He threw 41 of them correctly. I guess you could say correctly. I don't know if that's the right terminology. Accurately. 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 Uh, hit, the, com- hit the target. Completing-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 403 yards, three touchdowns, but the most crucial stat was the two interceptions in the first half, which really made up the game. Cody and I spoke about it off-air. He goes up and puts 32 points, which is not bad. The game was ice by the time they started scoring these touchdowns, and the defense for Dallas played the worst game of their season. Absolutely stunk it up. Mm. Ab- Michael Parsons was nowhere to be seen. He had one shadow of himself. One tackle, I think, for the whole game. That was it. He was like, yeah. Nowhere to be seen. So, the um, just the amount of just missed coverages and that. I think yeah. there was one touchdown. Uh, Luke there Musgrave, to, the oh. tight end, was had a fucking the swimming pool of himself. Yeah, absolutely. And there was yeah, Romeo Dobbs had all all the room in the world, and yeah, just and he, just, and yeah. The, but the throws from Jordan Love, some of those throws, he had someone in his face. Yeah, obviously, is he throwing to someone so wide yeah. open? But I think, I think they said in the first half he had. Four or five throws off his like back foot under pressure, that like he had yeah. to air out and just absolutely hit him right on the dial. So, um, good game by the young man. The love muscle is in town, the, as you like to call him, Aaron Jones. That's what his name is. It, it is his name. Yep. Shed. He's Sorry. your own team. Twenty one carries, yeah. one hundred eighteen yards, and three <laughs> touchdowns just to get it done was uh, very impressive by him. He was probably the player of the game. Averages the most amount of yards. Against the Packers, sorry, no, against the Cowboys in the history of the Cowboys, 123 yards a game, and he scored, I think, like eight touchdowns in the last three games that he's played there. Really? So I didn't know that. he only had two touchdowns for the whole year. The Packers own the Bears, and he owns the Cowboys. So I think um, I've seen a stat that the Cowboys have the most regular season wins over the last three years, 36 of them all up without a championship game appearance oh. out of the whole NFL. Disgraceful. So, do they, are they going to blow it up, you reckon? Well, that was my next question. Dak is 
two from seven in playoff games. Of course, it's probably you want to be around fifty percent because obviously the chances of winning more is a bit less. But for me, how how do they approach it? Do they get rid of the coach? Do they get rid of Dak, the quarterback? He's reckon, been around there for a while now. I reckon I said it in our group chat before the game that um, if the Cowboys lose, I reckon Mike McCarthy will get the sack because Jerry is not patient at all. I think you can't. You can't. You can't really do that. But you can, I don't think they should sack Mike McCarthy because I think Mike McCarthy is a good coach. I think they, just, they don't hit um, the panic button. No. They just hold on to it a little bit. I know that's a bit boring to say we want to have big calls on podcasts and it wouldn't surprise me if things go absolutely crazy there because they are the most impatient franchise um, and own, as you said, in the league. So I think I reckon if Mike McCarthy – I reckon Mike McCarthy is one of them coaches. Like when he got sacked by – Green Bay, what was it, like four or five years ago? Yes. Yeah, he had a job within like the next day. So I reckon if he gets sacked by the Cowboys, there's, the that, many, there's up that many away. teams. I think there's eight teams that need a new head coach. I reckon if he gets sacked tomorrow, he'll have a new new job by this time next week. Exactly. Spicy, but, spicy, spicy. Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick coaches the Dallas Cowboys. Thoughts? <laughs> nah. I think he has a couple of years off. I, I don't, I don't reckon – I don't reckon he'll coach the Cowboys just because of how much control Jerry likes to have of the team and Bill likes to have control too. So it'll just be two old heads just going at it all the time. Segway, well, before we get into the other NFL games, speaking of control of the teams and a person named Jerry, did you see Jerry Krause, the owner of the Chicago Bulls, who passed away a couple of years ago, I believe. They had a a ring of honour ceremony at the Bulls Stadium. I'm not sure if you – have you seen it? Not particularly. What's he said? So his widowed wife come to the game – Basically, Michael Jordan, Pippen, and Rodman all weren't there in attendance, but the rest of the people were Luke Longley's, your Steve Kerr's. Basically, anyone that didn't help them win the chip was there. <laughs> <laughs> when Jerry Krause's wife, uh, please correct me if I'm wrong there, anyone in the comments call me that you hate me in the messages if you need to do so, but uh, basically she stood up and they said, Jerry Krause, who I'm pretty sure, was he the owner or the manager at the time of the Bulls? He was GM or something, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, GM at the time. Basically, they booed there, which was just like incredible. And they sort of stopped the ceremony. It was a bit like it was a bit awkward, and then continued on with it. And Steve Kerr went on a massive rant in his press conference, afterwards saying it's not acceptable, blah blah blah. But typical Americans. What the hell? Are you going there and Bill Widower? Yeah, that's a, oh yeah, my yeah, what the hell? Isn't it? Yeah, we hate your dead husband. <laughs> <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> we don't forget it either. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! Incredible. People All right. Don't forget. That was a nice little segue. <laughs> we'll get into the Houston Texans. Versus the Cleveland Browns next, 45 played 14. As we all know, CJ Stroud, first playoff game, rookie of the year, lock it in. He's that guy. Well, him and Jordan Love. He's got that dog in him. Did you know him and Jordan Love had the the exact same stat line? I was going to say that. Two yards different. Everything else, completions, throws. 16 of 21 or. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Passer rating. Everything. That's crazy. The young kids in their playoff debuts are. Same with Puka. Puka, or going back to the Rams. Well, we haven't done the Rams-Lions game, but we'll transition into the Rams-Lions game. That we will. Puka, uh, I think he had 156 yards or something like that. I missed the ending. 181 yards. 181. Nine receptions. Lions, dude. The Uh, Lions won by one point at the end. Jared Goff gets the revenge game, which Mm. a lot of people were talking about Stafford for his revenge game, but you've got to remember – they got rid of Goff after not winning a Super Bowl, bringing Stafford in. Mm. He goes back to the Detroit Lions. Eminem on the sidelines was yes. absolutely <laughs> loving it. I'm not sure if you're seeing that. That was great to see. Did you see the old bloke on the sidelines? That was the, he's been their season ticket holder for 66 years. 
and he's been to every God, I think, I hope every, I'm not like every that game <laughs> at the Detroit Stadium. He's been there. I think they said he's missed like one in the last, I don't know, like 15 years or something ridiculous like that. Probably COVID year yeah, too. Yeah, probably, yeah. But, yeah, that's unreal. The other thing to mention about this team, and you've spoken about this probably over the last 18 months. I'll give you credit for once here. Cody and Dean Campbell, we've seen the hard knocks. The man. Great to see. He's been the big driving force yeah. behind them. Obviously, they bring in Aiden Hutchison on defense. He was fantastic again today as well. Interesting to see how they can get this into a win or how they're going to turn out from this. But at the end of the day, they haven't had a playoff win in 31 years. Yeah. It's great to see. They bite kneecap mentality. Yeah. They're going to kick, break both their legs, <laughs> and then we're going to bite their kneecaps <laughs> off. We're just going to keep on fighting. It's just like a <laughs> coach that like, you just want to play for. Yeah, just like, old school. Yeah, like old school. You just put some nickel back on. You just want to run through a brick wall. <laughs> well, I'm not sure if they check the weight in the uh, NFL. Like they, they're not doing it in the AFL now. Have you seen that? Uh, AFL players will not be getting their weight checked. Jeez, I'm glad no, it gets checked, but just not released. Not released to the public. Yes. Right. Fat shaming. Yeah. Fat shaming. Which right. we wrong. have only just incorporated skin folds into our uh, system here at SC. So <laughs> shit. <you> might- <laughs> <laughs> we will talk about the coldest game in NFL history, Kansas City Chiefs versus the Miami Dolphins to wrap things off before we give our predictions for the rest of the games. Did you boys get to watch this one? Um, I watched not all of it. I was sparingly watching it. I did. I've uh, found a little bit of time on my school holidays here. <laughs> Shed is 16, by the way, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Get your working with children's checks out. You're not going to pass. But um, no, I did see that yeah, crazy temperatures there. Like I've seen videos of them pulling uh, water out of the fridges and it was freezing. The so they're keeping them, keeping them warm in the fridge. Andy Reid's mustache was frozen. Yeah. <laughs> Some great memes coming out of that game. But uh, oh, yeah, they did an absolute number on them, didn't they? The Kansas City Chiefs. When yeah. we'd done our predictions, I predicted Miami to win and I didn't even look at the weather. And then when I seen that, it was going to be. As cold as it was, I was like, there is no chance a team in Miami is going to go down in one of the coldest games in history and put on a clinic. <laughs> There's yeah. something like a stat where it gets under a certain amount of degrees Fahrenheit, so I don't know the conversion, but Miami haven't won in like a couple of years. Yeah. Zero and 11 in those games shed, so stop stealing my stats. <laughs> I'm bloody sick of it. But nonetheless, they got the job done. There was question marks over Mahomes and the wide receivers for the season, but obviously just too good when it counts, and that's – that is the difference between experience and non-experience in games like those, which is going to be the issue, I think, tomorrow for the Steelers while we give our predictions. So I know you're a Steelers <sighs> man, but let's give your predictions. Has it, has it altered since I've posted on Instagram? No, I still think we're going to lose just because TJ Watt's not playing, which doesn't help. And uh, Josh Allen's been on an absolute heater the last month, probably mm. six weeks actually. So, um, And I remember I said – in our podcast, oh, in, our, in our podcast, um, in our group chat, I said, I reckon I said six weeks ago, Bills are going to win the Super Bowl. I'm going fi- to find it. Yeah, well, yeah you and did. I did. Yeah, you did. And I still reckon Bills are going to win the Super Bowl. We didn't account for the Packers being there, though. So <laughs> um, you're right. I think quarterback play is just going to be too big of a differential. Yeah. I think uh, Josh Allen will be the difference. Obviously, TJ, what not being there is obviously a major, major, major problem there for the Steelers. And obviously it being in Buffalo, there's not many signs pointing towards the Steelers win here for me. The only sign is that the game was postponed until this later date because yeah. it was even, It looks even worse due to how deep the snow is. Like you probably couldn't even play in those games. And obviously so they've taken 
that precaution from there. Our only other game remaining is the Eagles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Awesome. I've got the Eagles by 10. By the way, I had the Bills by 13 in the last one. But I've got the Eagles winning this one by 10 and with absolutely no confidence. Mm, you're I've right. got a hot take for this game that if the Eagles lose, Sirianni's getting fired and Bill is going to coach the Eagles next year. <laughs> Bill is coaching who's everywhere. Not, who's he not coaching? Yeah. I think, I think he's coaching I'm Longwood. <laughs> if the Eagles lose, Sirianni's going to get sacked. No chance. Bill They're Belichick just on the skids. Bill Belichick, coach of the Chelsea Football Club, <laughs> the Western Bulldogs, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the LA Dodgers. Which <laughs> yeah. is great to see. No, I reckon Eagles will win. I, I think I picked them by fourteen. I think so. I still reckon they'll All get right. the dub. But if they lose, look out. Well, the headline is a smelly football team that's playing well, and the Bucks is going up against. Hang on, we'll put a, we'll put a, we'll put a cat trying to break into the studio. <laughs> the Jaguars trying to get into the playoffs, <laughs> right, and they can't. Plays the window on him, but uh, yeah, a good football team playing poorly versus a probably a middle arranged football team playing well. So you're right; it's that's another really hard one to predict there. But I'll probably just take the Eagles just on pure talent alone. We love it. We'll go to our break. Our special guest has arrived, and we'll be back soon. The CEO has been kicked off. He's gone to put our pays in, hopefully, for the, what, we're missing about 90 weeks worth, I Yeah, think, the so. ATO just knocked on the door as our special guest came in. <laughs> they dragged him out by the hook. But, um, no, nah, Hicks is in. Um, he's replaced the CEO. So, welcome, mate. How, how have you been? Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, glad to kick the boss off and uh, jump in the big chair here. Um, took a bit of annual leave from SC over the break. Um, yeah, went up to Gold Coast. Um, beautiful up there. Magic Millions time, so it was absolutely packed. Training camp? Uh, no, not a chance. Didn't bring the runners. Forgot them. Damn. Sucks, oh. doesn't it? <laughs> no, it um, but no, nah, I just spent the whole time celebrity spotting and uh, yeah, now I'm back here to, uh, yeah. Who'd you see? You, can you drop any names? Yeah, well, Nick Dacos, the GOAT. It's all him. Uh, Lee Matthews as well, Bruce McAvaney, and then obviously the horse racing up there. So I uh, had a beer with uh, James McDonald. Hey, Mac. Well, he's in the same pub as me, so yeah. I'll claim it. He had to be a view, man. Yeah, exactly right. Um, Michelle Payne and Damon Oliver, actually, in the casino. And the boss will like this one, Adrian Dodoro. Ooh. Yeah. So that's probably the biggest one of all. It's a bit, bit of name dropping here. Yeah. And obviously myself in the mirror. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that's right. How lucky of them. Exactly to, right. get a, to get a view of the wallet. The old uh, GVFL back pocket yeah, of the millennium. The Guess what? Weekly Times Team of the Year. Guess who I bumped into and wanted a photo with me. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, glad oh, to be here. What are we going to uh, jump well, into, boys? Um, well, I reckon we're going to go into a little bit of AFL, I think. We'll do some team reviews that will uh, start off with bottom, bottom of the ladder. Preview the review. Preview the review. Uh, bottom of the ladder, we're going to start with the West Coast Eagles, the Weagles, as they like to be called. Probably not really. So. <laughs> Wet toast. Wet toast. So um, just a little bit of a rundown on how we're going to do it. Um, so as, as we mentioned earlier, we're just we're going to do every team up to round zero, round one. I still don't know what to call it, but we're just going to do um, a player that we think that is under pressure a little bit, player who's going to have a big year, the team's off-season recruits and who we think that their um, biggest one is that's going to make an impact. That's I'm trying to make it not including their draft picks because obviously we'll get into West Coast, but obviously Harley Reid's. Probably you'd, some hope, teams you'd, hope he's, you'd hope he's going to make an impact. So, um, yeah, and then just their wish list, uh, rise and fall, what you think they're going to do for the year, and then 
a big call for the season ahead. So we'll get stuck into it. So as I said, we're going into West Coast and the player that we think that is under pressure, we've actually got three of them. So it's Gaff, Elliot Yo, and Jack Darling. So the reason behind that, I think, is that you know they're all senior players in a young developing team coming up. And I reckon there's a big – I reckon for the West Coast to move forward that them older players need to leave their ego in the change room a little bit and maybe take on some roles that will allow their young kids coming through just to develop that little bit more. Like through their midfield, they got Ruben Ginby, Hewitt, um, Harley Reid obviously coming in, Campbell Chesser, um, Adam Marrick, the preseason recruit that they got, or the mid-season recruit, sorry. Um, Brockman, young Cole Jamison is a key defender. So I think them, them older blokes probably need to take a little bit of a backward step and just help with their development a little bit. You sort of see it with Travis Boak done it for Port this year. I think Cochin maybe sort of done it a little bit for Richmond the last few years that have done it. But, um, yeah, I think – uh, yeah, them three bikes probably just need to have a big year and they're under pressure, but probably for different reasons. Thoughts on that? Agree, disagree? Yeah, I, I think it's um, probably fair enough. Uh, they've got to step up and um, guide these young players as they come along through the years. And obviously, uh, Shannon Hearn uh, retiring as well as yeah. Luke Shuey leaves yeah. a massive hole for the mature Nick players there. And Nick Nat, like you said. So, um, yeah, I really think uh, those players need to stand up. And Elliot Yo, if he has a fit year, yeah. um, he'll be yeah, very valuable yeah. to the team. It is a bit. Um tedious though like whether you've got to impact the game but also step yeah, away no, like yeah. if you've seen the team do it wrong it's probably north melbourne because we uh <laughs> had five years of just lose two players get two in and then lose another two so you've got to find that balance and it can be challenging at times i hope well i think west coast probably make a bit easier run of it themselves being one of the more powerful clubs in the afl um but also the return of liam ryan from injury uh, he's probably going to be our player that needs to have a big year he's as dangerous as any small forward can come. He's in your Charlie Cameron category. I would absolutely put him in there. Um, and he just signed a new deal as well. Is that right? Yeah, Did I, I see that? Three years. I think he signed or he's about to sign, so, yeah. which is good because I think there was, yeah, I think there was rumors of him wanting to come to Victoria in the last year, but I don't know how true they are. Oh, that's just a Collingwood chat. Yeah. <laughs> Collingwood lingo, that. Yeah. Oh, they're always everyone, wanting to come to Victoria. We'll get them. Everyone wants to come to the Pies. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so yeah. he's probably he's one hour labelled for person for a big year. Off-season recruits, have you had a bit of a look into that, Hixie? Yeah, obviously the big recruit of Harley Reid talked about for 18 months <laughs> prior to it when he was yeah, rolling around in the under-18s. But um, it'd be interesting to see, does he go straight into the midfield or do they you know float him at half-forward or do whatever they want? But um, also Matt Flynn in the ruck will be huge. Uh, I think they needed a key ruck there, uh, number one spot. So looking for him to take that number one mantle and, uh, yeah, supply those, uh, like you said, those younger midfielders with the chance of the ball. Um, and, yeah, Brockman, uh, small forward, uh, coming home to WA from Hawthorne, as it says here. Thanks, Cody. Um, yeah, surely, surely he'll slot into the forward line nicely. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon he'll um, be huge for Hawks. I mean, not Hawks. He was huge at yeah. Hawks. But, um, yeah, for West Coast, I think he'll be – He'll be massive for them to play a part in their forward line, considering they've really only got the big fella up forward, and um, that's probably really about it from from them. One one more thing was just their wish list. I think, and I think most of these wish lists are probably all going to be the same. Is that another key defender? I reckon they'd they'd love to have that with McGovern sort of on their way out. You know, I think McGovern probably can still play, probably not that all Australian caliber, but I still think he's probably up there 
as one of the better key defenders. His just body's just let him down the last few years. And they'll probably be key to give those guys a little bit of time to put a bit of size on and um, take their place and they can ride off into the distance whenever yeah, they want type yeah, thing. So, so um, as you said, it can go either way, these rebuilds, and those guys you just mentioned are probably going to be pretty pivotal yeah. to that happening yeah. uh, either in five years or two years. Yeah. So. yeah, and there was a talk of Tom Barras leaving at the end of last year, I think yeah. it was, but I'm yeah. lucky he stayed because, yeah. yeah, he is a key to yeah. their team. Yeah. Mm. All right, Tom Barras, I reckon yeah, he's a gun. Very he's much. A jet, so. Rise and fall, I reckon they'll probably stay bottom two of the ladder um, yeah. for probably the next few years, I would say. Hopefully they can get it um, back up and running soon. Um, I do have one big call for the West Coast Eagles. We're going to do it for every team. And I reckon um, the big fella is going to be All-Australian captain, their full forward. And I've, Oscar Allen. Oscar Allen. Oscar Allen, geez. Yeah, I just had, to, had a brain fade then and forgot, and forgot his name. But he finished top. Five in the Coleman last year, I think. Top three, top five. So I reckon he's going to have to carry him on their shoulders a bit. And he's their new captain after um, the big fella Shuey's retired. So that's going to require a lot of know, full forwards to have a bad year. I reckon he's going to be <laughs> full forward and all Australian skipper. So yeah, ma- massive, <laughs> massive call. So probably wrong, but oh, we, we need to have some big calls here to make it interesting. Wow. Can't, he said it now. The All Australian captain call that he picked last year. Yeah. He's already used I up did, that. Actually. He's used it up on the first <laughs> review of the year. Yeah. So I'm going for back to back right. Oh yeah, I think they're going to finish on the bottom, but uh, they're full forward to be All Australian <laughs> captain. Yeah, so, uh, they'll kick seventy goals from year, and he's going to kick all of them. And Liam Ryan's going to have a huge one as well, also playing full forward. <laughs> so, this, we're off to a fly we're here at SC. Fly, I, I hate you guys. <laughs> I hate it. Can't wait to get called a jackass again. You can have go delete all your comments. Uh, I can't see them doing a hell of a lot, but I can see them getting on a bit of a run, possibly at the start of the year, a bit like North did, uh, maybe winning a first few couple games, and then I think just the toll of the season, especially with their extra flights in and out, could get pretty old pretty quickly for a young side. Dixie? So they start off, they play Port, Giants, and then the Dogs first three rounds. Do you see them winning any of them? <laughs> Are they any of them at home? Obviously. Uh, Giants. Maybe that one. Okay, we'll go with maybe. Maybe that one. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to retract my statement as well. <laughs> Cut that Pencil out. Pencil Oscar Allen in for seven that game too. <laughs> <laughs> just to get him started. All righty. Want to jump into your boys? So second last, we'd, I even forgot they finished second last. Um, North Melbourne. Who needs to have a big year? So we've got Jaden Stevenson as a collective here. We've got Jaden Stevenson. Um, obviously having a huge year at Collingwood there in his rookie season. Coming over, we sort of got him as a bit of steel and he just hasn't really clicked uh, at North Melbourne. Obviously, uh, product of your environment a little bit. Uh, probably has to do a little bit more at North Melbourne than what he would at Collingwood and that's probably hurt him a little bit. The stability of the coaching there it's probably hasn't helped anybody. It's probably uh, a, a modern-day miracle that, say, Yajai Simpkins and Luke Davies Uniacs and all that have been able to develop under those circumstances. So hopefully with a little bit more stability, he can turn it around And because he's probably under pressure as in the next few to be cut because we seem to cut four every year mm. and, you know, you, there's only a few coming in every year, so you've got to push them out the other side. So um, a full season for Clarko would love to see him push into the midfield. That's probably... I think he needs to get off the ground a little bit. Oh, a bit I of run, bit of carry, just maybe on the wing. I yeah, bit of him on the wing. like just to play, just a bit of daring. Like he's got the pace to burn. You know, he can take a game on whenever he wants. He's got skill, like just that confidence to move up the ground a little bit, and then 
work his way back towards goal. He's just, yeah, he's, I don't know, he seems like he's just a little bit stagnant at the moment. Possibly. My thought was nearly even just take himself down to the goal square again like he yeah. did yeah. for times at Collingwood. Like there's times where you play Collingwood you go, and you just drag down to the goal square and you just go, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Like this guy's Charlie Cameron type thing. Yeah. But I don't know, they've tried him nearly everywhere in the, my experience of watching North Melbourne games. So he's just got to find something and make it stick for this season because, as you said, it could be dark days at the end of it. Yeah, I agree. Um, so next one is a player who thinks it's going to have a big year. Um, the obvious ones are, you know, you got Sheasel and Wardlaw. I think Wardlaw can still – I think he's still eligible to win Rising Star. I think. Is he? I think yep, that's we're right, getting yeah. getting a thumbs up from the CEO after we put our pays in. So <laughs> he's back on the sidelines here. But, um, yeah, so obviously you've got Sheasel and Wardlaw are going to be the big ones moving them um, North Melbourne forward. But a young kid that I like is – I don't know if Shed likes him or not at being a North boy – is Paul Curtis is a um, small forward. I think he's – He's very dangerous, very skillful. He's the bench press machine. Yeah, bench press, the bench press, press machine. So, um, yeah, I really like Paul Curtis. I think for a player his size is really strong in the air too. He can take a big mark and he's got that little flashes of brilliance every now and again. He just needs to get a bit more consistent with it, I reckon. You're right. He's a bit of a um, bit of a Zerha type as well though. So, yeah. a, bit of, a bit of a clash there. He could possibly be one that just goes and pinch hits a bit of a, like a – I hate referring to Collingwood too much, but a bit of a degoey, you know, type. He can get in there, throw his weight around for yeah. small periods of time. Um, but one for me, a player who needs to have a big year is Aiden Core. Yeah. I think, because especially with the exit of um, uh, just Mackay. Deleted his you name for, from my memory. Got him already, hate, mate. Him already. <laughs> He's just going to have to lead from, the, lead from the front there because Griffin Logue's still on that ACL knee yeah. injury, so... There's going to be a bit of a, another transition with our back line. Uh, so he just needs to really step up and string some games together because he's missed a lot of football compared to what we're paying him. Yeah, I had the same thing, Dan. I had um, your back line as well because of what you just said, Mackay and uh, Griffin Logue obviously injured. Um, but also Zebel, he pinched hit there a few times when you needed. So, um, yeah, it'll be a big year for him and the rest of your back line, I'd say. Yeah, I think they picked up Toby Pink, I think his name was, as yeah. a – delisted free agent, which I was surprised by that because he played at Swans like three years ago, but still could be picked up as a delisted free agent, which is a fun fact. But yeah, North, yeah, we can do anything. <laughs> key defender that might be able to pinch it and play some games. But I think they are going to play um, – oh, I can't remember his name. Big Troll. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, no, they got with Coleman Jones yeah, or something no, like not that. Coleman Jones, the other bloke. Comden. Uh, Comden, Comden, yeah. that's the one. Charlie Comden. Yeah. I think, yes, that's Big right. Chomp. He was going to go down there. <laughs> Because we've just got about five centre forwards that are yeah, useless centre forwards, <laughs> so we might as well have a crack at down there. But uh, the ball probably shouldn't be going down there to have a lot, so we should be fine. So <laughs> you reckon? Don't mind. <laughs> yeah, off-season recruits. Something that we haven't mentioned: uh, Zach Fisher, Dylan Stevens from the Swans, McKercher and Dersma, the pickups there, and as you said, uh, Toby Pink from Glenelg. I think Zach Fish is a really, really good get because we just haven't missed that X factor in the forward line. Obviously, he can swing to the back line as well if needed. Dylan Stevens, I'm not sure what we're going to get from him. Obviously, when people come out of the Swan system, you usually don't know what they can actually do away from the system. So yeah, That's true. Uh, we'll see, but he's going to get plenty of opportunity for sure. And the young fellas, you know, you always got high hopes for high draft picks. So give them time and see what happens. Um, the best Erzma we have. The best does me, you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's got a good celebration like his brother. Yeah, bow and arrow. That, was, that is a good celebration. I do rate that as one of the best. Um, wish list, any guesses to what it's going to be? Oh. <laughs> well, where do, you, where do you start? I don't think we're in the, I don't think we're in the recruiting phase of no. um, trying to land a big fish, but uh, 
X-Ray has to probably hit now as the number one Ruckman since we got rid of yeah. Goldstein as well. Yeah. So that's probably another thing to consider. Um, yeah, it's going to go either way for the Ruse. It can go really, really bad. But I think just our key players, I think Simkin, Luke Davies-Uniak, Larky, they all have to put at least 20 games together. Yeah. I think if we're going to get anywhere near past bottom four. Yeah. Um, but you're right, it is time for just guys that have played four years, played five years, just to really go, right, I'm having a year where I can make the 40 All-Australian, something like that, just to step up a little bit because it's been left to too little, too few. Too few. That's right. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's nearly in that frustration stage for North Melbourne yeah. where you just go, right, they either click into gear now and sort of boost themselves up into 10th or do we start – Culling some kids again because yeah. these kids are just not putting it together. Yeah. I, actually, I actually reckon North will rise this year. I don't reckon he's a finish in the bottom two like he's have, maybe bottom three. But um, I reckon a full year under Clark, I would do um, wonders for North Melbourne. And I think the big thing coming in too is Michael Barlow coming in as a development coach. Like you've seen what he done at Werribee with who's a non AFL affiliated BFL team and got into a grand final. So mm. I reckon someone like that coming in with like the young kids that they have will be huge just for their development moving forward. So I reckon, um, yeah, Michael Barlow coming in to work under Clarko would be um, unreal for them kids coming through. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And I think, well, it goes for West Coast as well. It's just nice to be competitive in games as well. Um, If you play well and you lose, you can kind of cop it. But if you play shit and you lose, you're very frustrated. Like North last Mm. year lost five games by under 10 points. So if you win three of them, you get six wins for the year. That's a good base for the next year. But, yeah, so if you can just be more competitive as, as you have been um, in a few of those games last year, I think they'll rise as well. Here we go. Big call for the year. Big call. What Mick, is it? Mick Barlow plays round 23 <laughs> in the guts. <laughs> there we go. Get, get Another drafted, big recruit. Gets drafted mid-season. <laughs> yeah, get him in there. He's boozing on his way in there. Good on him. <laughs> What's more realistic, that or, or, or Australian captain for yeah. – well, we don't know. We'll have to get old mate to comment in, tell us what he thinks. But um, uh, no, I think we've got to be pushing to get out of that bottom four. I think it's just a big old rut that you can't can't just keep accepting. Oh yeah, top four, top four pick, top four pick. Oh, I got to wait for another kid. Wait for another kid to yeah. develop. We've just got to go bang right now's the time. And especially with the two like draft picks last year at level already, yeah. I think that's fast tracking us already. So if we can hit two again, uh, Dersma. And McKercher, um, if they can just hit like uh, Sheet Cheezel did last year, yeah. I think we're well and truly pushing for, say, 12th to 10th. Yeah. yeah. I so. reckon um, my big call of the year, I reckon if LDU stays fit, he'll finish top 10 in the Brown, though. Like it. I like it. Yeah. He's a bull. I can see it happening. That wraps up Beautiful. our first two teams of our AFL reviews. So next week we have Hawthorne and. Gold Coast, Gold Coast, maybe. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I think we're right there. Yeah, we'll we'll roll with that while Ben's checking the ladder <laughs> from last year. But, but anyway, yeah. I mean, Hawthorne Gold Coast, correct? Yep. We'll put these on socials, and you can roast this as much as you want. So right. it's coming around um, very quickly. Yes. So round zero is just around the corner. Speaking of things that are coming up very quickly, Ben, it is almost that time of the year where heat stroke becomes very very prevalent in uh, elite athletes. Sunburn, people buy tickets to an event that they don't actually know what is happening or the rules. It is the Australian Open. It is, yes, and it has started. So yesterday was the first day. It's the first time it started on a Sunday 
not sure if ever, but for a while. Normally it's a Monday start, but I uh, wanted the first day to be more of a opening day, get more people there on a Sunday, obviously, and um, extend the tournament by a day just in case there's a few incidents during it. Uh, they don't want late night matches as well. Mm-hmm. But that didn't happen last night. Um, Sabalenka, who won last year, actually got on at quarter to midnight, so 11.45, but they're trying to stop that. Um, they oh. even brought in a new rule that no games can start after 11. Yep. Because um, it just gets too late. Like It um, seems like common sense. Yeah. It's like you're not going to watch it at 4 a.m. unless you're a babysitter or a school teacher like some people. And you would have drank a whole slab of Lanka before yeah, you even know. get to that point. But, uh, yeah, so – Started yesterday and obviously uh, in the men's, Novak Djokovic, um, he played last night and won. Actually a tougher, tougher game for him. So um, not sure if anyone can stop him. Um, he's tracking along very nicely. Uh, Brof's given a good tip of Ben Shelton, uh, the American. He uh, actually meets Novak if he gets through to, in the fourth round. And they've got a bit of history as well, those two. Ben Shelton did a little bit of a celebration in one tournament. Um, I think it was a phone. Put down the phone, slammed the phone down. Um and then Novak beat him the next week and did the same celebration. So they've got a bit of history, those two. So it'll be um, exciting to see them play off at each other. Bit of a punch on in the old uh, locker room like yeah. they used to have in the Curios days. Everyone trying to fight him. Yeah, so um, I think Novak is obviously the one to beat. Um, here yeah, he's, he's won 10 of them. Um, and I think if he wins this one, he'll uh, go down as the greatest tennis player of all time. For us non-tennis nuffies here. Yep. Uh, who are the other big names in the men's side of the draw that we would know? That you'd know? Yeah. Uh, well, Demon. Know, well, yeah, Demon or the Australian. Yeah. I know Sits to Piss. Is he in there? Sits to Piss, yes. He's playing now, I think. He dropped the first set uh, then took the second set 6-1. But, uh, yeah, his Sits to Piss is in there. Uh, Demon or his uh, top 10, actually, Demon or. Cock is still playing. Cock is playing, yeah. Demon. Oh, yeah, right. I didn't yeah. know that. So. Demon is actually a good chance to – I'm not sure if he'll take it out, but he's a chance to go very deep. Um, Maybe our best Aussie? Yeah, yeah, he's our best Aussie. Over, well, besides Kyrgios, he's not yeah, playing. Yeah, yeah. He's, oh, don't get me started on Kyrgios. Yeah. So no Rafa? Rafa not playing. The first time since 1999, the Rafa or Federer haven't played. Oh, wow. Yes. That is a start. So, still a few big names in there, but it's all about the young and up-and-coming players like Holger Rune and Kasper Rude and um, a few others. Carlos Alcaraz as well, our boy. Uh, the prison. Alcatraz. <laughs> Alcatraz. Absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, crossing the, the – The screamer's women's. side of the draw. Yeah. <laughs> Sharapova. <laughs> Crossing the women's, I think um, Sabalenka will go back-to-back in that one. Um, and it's the first time since 2018, I think, that um, a female has gone back-to-back. We'll back her to, to win that. And for my pick for the men's, um, I want to back – obviously, I'll follow the Aussies, Demon Orr. Um, but, yeah, I reckon uh, Carlos Alcaraz will uh, beat Novak in the final. Mm. And I hope mm. it goes to five. Nothing better than it going to five. Are you heading down to the Australian Yeah, Open? Yeah, I've got tickets to the women's semifinals. So Ooh. might do a live broadcast, I reckon. There we go. Take it down. If Sponsored want- by SC as well. Yeah. Well, he just put, yeah. out, he just put out pays in our bank. So oh, you should yeah, be right. We should be we'll sweet, go to the granny. Yeah. We owed 90 weeks, so we should be sweet. There but there's, you go. There's also a, um, a new, <laughs> new courtside bar. At, mm. uh, show court six, I believe. So I think they've taken it off Live Golf and uh, the Waterbury Open. Is it Waterbury? No, it's not the Waterbury Open. <laughs> waste, waste Water Open. Happy <laughs> 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 Gilmore. <laughs> you can clean the Waterbury Open tomorrow. <laughs> that sounds too familiar, the Waterbury Open. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Clip that. Uh, I think we just found the name just, of the episode. Just edit that, all right? Uh, the Waste Water Open, actually. 
Um, so the courtside bar is a two-level bar right next to the tennis court. So drink piss and yell abuse at the tennis players. Will you be there? Uh, yeah, I'll probably go down and have a look. All right. So if you want to go give a live reaction to any of the calls made on here, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I hate you. Old rye pot pie will come get me. That's right. Go and see Hixie over at the, what is it? Wastewater Open. The Wastewater. No. <laughs> Courtside bar. Courtside bar. Fair enough. Right. We'll head to a break now and we'll just get look at the MV, MVP votes and the Fraud Awards followed by the Quiz of the Millennium. <laughs> yes. I, thought you, I thought you were going to play the cricket. Oh, I forgot which button it was. Okay, go. Save that for the quiz, I reckon. Yeah, that's that's the, our comments on Instagram. <laughs> I need, I need to write them. I need to write on which one they are. Yeah. Um, what are we doing? Anyway, votes. Votes. I'm going to hand it over to our special guest here, Benjamin Hicks. And he's going to start with on a positive uh, note because we yes. love to be negative here at the end. We have our MVP votes. Okay, I'll read the votes and you can explain why they're on there. (laughs) 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 Just been past the piece of paper now. So we'll start with obviously the MVP votes. One vote, we have Kevin De Bruyne. KDB. That's well. I think we did talk about him at the top of the show, making his comeback and instant impact there in their 3-2 win over Newcastle. Oh, good on the man. Two votes, the Lions. The Lions, Brisbane Lions? No, they, <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be the Detroit Lions. I think their first playoff win since 93. 91. Or something like that, or it's their 91? First playoff win since 91. That's right. So two playoff wins in the last 65 years. Mm-hmm. So they're just absolutely deprived. Had, I think they had the longest, uh, they lost nine playoff games in a row, their record was. Yeah, right. Since well, their last win. And they have beaten uh, Matthew Stafford, who... Return to their building and uh, just a fantastic win from them getting over the line by one point. Good on the Lions. And three votes in the MVP, the Green Bay Packers. Yes, I think we all know what happened there. <laughs> Packers back. <laughs> Shed's about to go on another tangent. No, no, I think we've heard enough there. Just wait until next week where I give another serve. <laughs> Rodeo. Uh, right Fraudies. Fraudies. Um, one vote have been given to Newcastle. They've lost six of their last seven. I the think. Newcastle Jets. Yep. <laughs> Newcastle we Jets. also hate them. Um, <laughs> two we've given to the AFL for, what do we give this for? Their app, I think. Their app? Yeah. Yeah. Keep your ear to the ground for that poll when it comes up. Going to another poll. and What do we do? Put up the worst. Worst apps. Yeah. Was it sports apps or just apps in general? <laughs> Who knows? Um, yeah, the AFL for, I think it was the weight. For yeah, taking, taking the weight away. Yeah, it's ridiculous, um, I think. And then three votes, obviously, is the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. For obvious reasons. Stinking We're it up. Going to go into that again. No. All right. Quiz time. Quiz Here we time. go. Top so, 90. So we have a, a judge here for the first time. Even though he doesn't have headphones on, it's going to be really, really hard for him to hear who's calling in first. What are we going to do when we're both on five? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not on four and a half. Keep your hands off my buttons. <laughs> right. A point is worth a point unless I state otherwise. Your name is your buzzer. I'm just going to have to give a moment for Cody to compose himself here. All right. First question What brand sponsor does Jamal Murray associate with? Cody. New Balance? 
That is correct. Score check. <laughs> <One decade. laughs> All right. Who led the NFL in touchdown passes this season? Um, Come on. Ben. Yep. Brock Purdy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Um, Josh Allen? No. Have another go. Ben. I don't, I don't know. Jalen Hurts? Nope. Just literally name. Patrick Mahomes? Nope. Yeah. Go again. One more try. Just literally name anyone you know. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just going to name every starting quarterback. <laughs> Last chance. I'm out. Um, shit. I'm just trying to think of good um, quarterbacks. Three. Dak Prescott. Yes, he did. I was going to say Paul Crew. Paul Crew. <laughs> 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 Brucey. <laughs> that would have been epic. <laughs> All right. So, 2 0. How many national championships did Nick Saban seven. win? Cody, seven. All right. For an extra bonus point, what teams did he win them with? LSU and Alabama. That is correct. This is a bit of a sweep. We've got four nil here. That's all right. Last one's worth 50 anyway. Yeah. So sweet. <laughs> How many wins does Leeds United have this year? <laughs> it should um, be pretty common knowledge. If you listen to the podcast, we've been talking about it all the time. Ben, three. Oh, my God. <laughs> Minus a point. Uh, <laughs> um, Cody, I'm going to say 11. No, it was 15. Uh, point to Hicksy, closest. <laughs> right. Who's the betting favorite? How does that work? <laughs> <laughs> Who's the betting favorite uh, to win the NRL premiership at the moment? Ben. Penrith? That is correct. Two points. In nine- Two points. Yeah, he's on two now. Oh, right. Don't argue. I'll take one off. Don't argue. What are you doing over there? The judge has been In nine innings in the BBL this season, how many times has Matt Short from the strikers? Cody. Six. Incorrect. Oh. Made under 40. Oh, you. F- <laughs> ben. Twice? Correct. And one of those was 39. Oh, so he's still... made eight and then 39 is his next lowest score. He's made 650s though, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen Crazy. Had a lot of runs. So, 700 runs? Something like that. Too so much. much. Yeah. I think he's averaging, he's averaging 99 in his last six knocks, I think. Yeah, there was a few not outs in there. And he's <laughs> coming into the top of the order. Yeah. So I expect to see him with the green shirt on, I would imagine, pretty soon. The Minnesota Miracle was six years ago today. Who caught the pass? Uh, Stefan Diggs. Cody. Yeah. Stefan Diggs. <laughs> Come on, that was a layout there, Hicksy. Could have put your name in there. It was correct. It was Stefan Diggs. I don't know her. Stephanie Diggs. All right. Link. Score check. Uh, uh, at this point, it doesn't matter. It's going to come down to the last question. <laughs> How many years did Bill Belichick coach the Patriots? Cody, 24. <laughs> yeah, God. Change sports or something? Yeah, I should have. I've, I've just realized that there's a lot of these uh, Americans. Do a tennis question. That's fucked. All right, Hixie, this one's worth five. <laughs> you go first, Cody. Who is the betting favorite to win the Brownlow this year? Literally, come on, buzz in. Um, Hixie, you can have first crack. Ben. I've already buzzed in for you. Oh, thanks, mate. Uh, ben, Lockie Neal. Incorrect. Cody, uh, Bond. Nope. Ben, Christian Petrarca. Nope. Nick Dagos. It is correct. Oh, yeah. What yeah, is right. his price at the moment for yeah. an extra point? Uh, $4.50. Oh. Five bucks. Five bucks. That was worth 18 <laughs> points. <laughs> <laughs> so that means it is now tied <laughs> going into the last question. <laughs> Fun stat on that. The next is actually Sam Walsh on $10. So he's really? double the amount of uh, 
likely, yeah. you guess, by the punties. Mini goat. All right. Closest to the pin. It's a number. In your head. <laughs> and, and, bro, if you can have a guess at this one too, we're going to send a mic over your way. What is the amount of followers that the Sports Confidential page currently has? Just the Instagram page? Just the Instagram, just the main page where we do our best work and our DMs get lit and spicy. I'm going to say quick 1,563. Right. 1,564. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, would you like to have a go? 1,465. Well, you can do who, who runs the page. It's uh, <laughs> Bro's got it here. It's 1,468. So we've gained oh, three oh. followers. Since you checked since, it about an hour ago. Since, <laughs> since you made those four extra accounts and followed us. <laughs> those burner accounts are starting so to pay wins. off. Jack yeah, oh. Jack's won the quiz. <laughs> Congratulations there. No, that was a fantastic, fantastic pod there, guys. Uh, weekly updates from the AFL previews are going to be a common theme now until we hit round zero. Our NBA will be back. The trade deadline, deadline is fast approaching. The NFL playoffs will be reaching their crescendo very quickly. I've, had a, I've, I've flipped. Steel is going to win. Clip it. Right. <laughs> yes. And Oscar Allen is going to be an inside mid by, by the end of the year. And North's going to win the flag. Absolutely. Hey, don't joke. Right. <laughs> okay. So, uh, no, next time the, the tennis will be shaping up a, a lot uh, A lot more, yes. More by next sure. week. How long does it actually go for? Nearly halfway too, I think. Two weeks, yeah. Two weeks. So, so. it'll be uh, down to the nitty gritty almost. We'll know a lot more there. Uh, keep sending in your comments, positive or negative. Try and put a few more. Uh, Positive ones in there because we haven't received many of those. Uh, that'll be on the touchline. Just follow our socials. We're absolutely pumping out some great content there. Thanks for joining us, guys. No worries, mate. We'll uh, see you this time next week. Thanks, Cody. Thanks, Michelle.